0: I'm recording now. Hello, everyone, and welcome to a very special episode of Movie Club uh partially because the two movies that we watched today had the actually a very similar cast and I didn't realize
1: it. <laughs> I, once I went when I first when I watched 1917 I was like holy shit oh, in my head I was like wait a second isn't coming just <laughs> me I was like oh no.
0: <laughs> yeah, I was watching uh I to break the fourth wall I just got back from uh, watching 1917. Um, and, yeah, as I was there, I was like, wait a minute, that's Colin Firth. Wait a minute, that's Mark Strong. You're like, wait a minute. That's Benedict Cumberbatch. Like, this is half the cast of
1: Tinker Tailor Soldier Spy. And this is almost the entire good cast of it. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Again, Gary Oldman was fine. This feels are good, but like, we're talking about if I remember the people I remember in there. That's for sure on the, of the people I remember.
0: Yeah.
1: But yeah, uh, it is. Uh, currently, January seventeenth, twenty twenty. Uh, so as as you know, I live in um the Great Sunshine State, right? Agent, sure. It was eighty five degrees out the other day. Okay. Jesus fucking Christ! <laughs> it was eighty-five degrees. That's a little. Well, that's bit warm. what you get. That's but like even based on where I live in the Florida standards, that's warm as hell for the winter. Yeah. I didn't know what to do. I I, I almost went swimming because I was confused.
0: <sighs> um, if you're wondering what the noise is in the background of my audio, uh. My 3D printer's currently running. So
1: wait, wait, wait! You got a what?
0: I dude, I've had a 3D printer for a while.
1: So what do you what What are you printing on said 3D printer?
0: Uh, right now it is a gift for uh, my uncle.
1: So like, so like in general, what?
0: Um, I made some stuff for people for Christmas.
1: Um, I've done.
0: What else have I done? Well, that's been a lot of it
1: lately. Um, but like when you say you make some for Christmas, did you make an ornament? What do you...
0: Yeah, so I made my my parents an ornament. I made uh, my grandma like a vase. So um, what type would made...
1: you have then? Because normally it's like plastics, I thought. Hmm? Do you, not have, do you have a not plastic type then? No, or... uh, it's uh, PLA plastic. Okay, so just like a vase. I don't know if I'd picture that as the material for a vase usually. I mean, a
0: vase can be anything. It's okay, just a... a
1: vase can be anything, but it tends to be more clay material in my head. I thought, or or I mean, ceramic. There's Glass
0: vases. There's metal vases.
1: God, god I understand there are different types of vases. Just plastic was not on the list in my head of types of vases. Ah, so I'll point that out. I didn't think that was confusing, but apparently it is. Piece of work
0: so before we get into um we're gonna do some we're gonna look at the oscar noms and predict Mm -hmm. the oscars uh i don't know if you saw this disney officially killed off the fox name
1: no i did not so what does that mean
0: uh so it'll just be 20th century studios and searchlight
1: okay so it is still 20th century that's what when you say i guess that makes sense is it because of I guess because I might. I wonder if it's tied to cause the Fox like news and sports entities still exist. I know they don't own them anymore, but I wonder if there's something um, that so there's no confusion that way. Maybe because that would make at least some sense. Um But yeah, I did not see that. That's gonna be that's kind of like sad because like obviously that was like one of the studios. Yeah. Also, also, I appreciate how they're keeping the term 20th century or 21st century. It's like, can we not, like, people, do we know what year it is? <laughs> We're going to rebrand it. Can we at least up it? <laughs> One century. That'd be great.
0: Well, it is 21st century.
1: Is it 21st or twentieth century? century? I just forget, because there's always weird. Um,
0: Well, the studio is 20th century, but the, the like, company name was 21st, 21st century. century. Okay,
1: that's what it is. Because like, I know there's always that weird... But yeah, that's always that's interesting one. Um the other thing uh you know we gotta talk about is did you catch the Ricky Gervais stuff with the Golden Globes? Yeah. So I, I, I have to at least say I thought it was funny as hell. I also then appreciated the whole Ricky Gervais was like, don't do that and then every other every actor then did their political speech after.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: It's one of those things of, like, it's also award shows, but I'm also going to say he's not wrong when he's like, all of you are idiots. Like, why are we all using... Like, like whoever's watching the award show probably agrees with you. You're not changing minds. Yeah. And that's the whole thing. That's why I never understood about that. I go, it's not like you are going in front of an audience who doesn't understand your views.
0: Right. Like, the people that are... You know, like... That could be swayed.
1: Are not the ones watching. Yeah. Like, that's what I've never understood. It's not like, you're like, oh, we went to this very mixed group thing. No, No. my general assumption is, if you really care about award shows, either you care about the views they are professing, or you know the views they are professing ahead of time. Yeah. Like, that's what I've never understood. And people are like, whoa, it's the platform. Right, but the the whole point of the platform is you want to go in front of people with your platform that... That you can change or affect.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it's... It's, uh... Certainly interesting for... I mean, I guess it's also, like... In a way, they're speaking to their peers.
1: But what is, what is it... So they are speaking to their peers. But what is the... Goal of that, is it? Because they all... Not all agree, but, like, there's a good chunk of... Agreements...
0: Yeah, I mean, like...
1: Like, when every speech is Trump is bad, immigrant's good, I don't know what they're affecting. Yeah. Like, did anyone really think Hollywood was not gonna think that opinion? Like, that's why I don't understand.
0: Well, so, the thing of it is, right, like, that stance, right, of, like, Trump bad, immigrant's good is a very, like, it's not the right view. It's it's purely like, oh, we just we hate Trump, so we're just gonna take the exact opposite view.
1: Right, right, right.
0: Like if you're just like, oh, all immigrants are good. Like, <laughs> oh, let's go open borders. Like,
1: oh, we you open think this scandal? country is a shit
0: show right now. Like, you know, like it. Like if you just have open borders, it the country loses. The country. Well, not only that, but it loses the mystique of the United States. Which,
1: which I'm going to say, actually, I'm one of the people probably who's very, for very, I'm not going to say open borders, I'm not, but, like, very loose and opener borders. Like, I care about the general safety dynamics, there's a few things I want to take care of, but, like, I don't have, like, immigration caps or anything like that, I wouldn't be for that.
0: Yeah, no, I'm not saying, like, oh, we can only have, you know
1: like i'm not saying have 10,000 mexicans here but i'm saying like let's just do a safety screening on everyone or let's like make sure yeah. that they're not abusing the system as they come in like simple things beyond that i don't actually care
0: like we need to do what netflix did stay stay with me
1: i'm <laughs> staying on this journey
0: netflix and and uh, i guess now same extent spotify but iTunes really before them, they made it easier to get what you wanted legally
1: Mm -hmm, mm -hmm.
0: than it was to go and pirate stuff. Mm -hmm. It was fairly cheap. It was easy. It was, you know, the safety was there. The quality was there. Like, you know, you didn't have to run the risk of, you know, just grenading a computer <laughs> because you wanted to download the Metallica album. You know, you just go and buy it for ten bucks. Of course you chose Metallica. Of course. Well
1: I They're also the highest profile of it. Yeah.
0: I don't even know why I went Metallica. I just
1: It's probably in the back of your head.
0: No. I wasn't even thinking about the Napster thing. Um I could have used anyone, really mm-hmm. I mean Take your pick. So if you do something like that, you make it, you know, you make it easier just to deal with the, you know, the, the slight hassle of going through legally, and, you know, a lot more people would do that.
1: Yeah. No, that's true. Uh, speaking of, now that we've already opened the politics can of worms, there's something I've been meaning to talk to you about and I completely forgot. And this is really to games, so don't worry. This is not just politics or politics state. I want to talk about Disco Elysium. Okay. So I'm, I'm assuming you're aware of this game? Briefly. Okay, so it's the CRPG, and the whole shtick I want to talk about is, so... The people creating it are open communists. Which, which... Okay. That's one thing we're going to go with, Okay. The mm-hmm. thing I think I have a problem with, fundamentally, and this is actually, I have trouble, like, even though the game's supposed to be amazing, I actually have a problem with supporting it is, is, like, my example is, and I, they have, like, like, so, like, obviously during Game Awards, during Super Speech, they thanked Engels and Marx. Okay? Well, that's one yeah. thing. Well, we're gonna start with that can of worms. And then, you come to find out, like, they have, like, pictures of Stalin in their office, because, like, they really like him. Like, they're that level of communist. <laughs> where, where, like, it's to the point of, like, I don't understand how we pretend for a second that it's acceptable to idolize Stalin. Yeah. Like, and that's, I think, the line... I mean, okay. not even the, like, I support European socialism line, like, which is in some capacity of somewhere in the world mainstream. This is beyond that line.
0: It's effectively having a photo of Adolf Hitler in your office.
1: It is, and that's why I don't understand. It is literally as bad.
0: It's... I mean, if you go by numbers, it's Stalin worse. was worse. But,
1: like, if we're being honest, like, what is known, I'll at least say it's as bad. I'll at least say it's the same. But the whole point is, it's not acceptable to idolize Stalin. Yeah. And I feel like, personally, the reason that game got a giant rap was because, as we will probably all agree, if you look at the people who identify with game coverage and culture, it tends to lean more left, and that probably helped push it into the view of everyone.
0: Yeah. Like the game was praised for its memorable characters, depth of choice, writing, in open world. <laughs> uh, IGN praised the game's open world and compared it favorably to The Witcher Three and Red Dead Two, despite being much smaller. Uh, Wapo said the game is conspicuously well written. Eurogamer criticized the game for not offering enough choice in role playing and for a distinct lack of focus. GameSpot gave it a ten out of ten. Their first in seventeen.
1: Um It's it's just to me like the, again it's it's the you could have a lot of ideologies and I think there's a spectrum of what we define as acceptable in our culture. But if I had a picture of a Ku Klux Klan in my office and it was a very known statement, you'd expect people not to support my game, wouldn't you? Yeah. Like like that like this is what my thing is. It's not even saying, Well we support Bernie Sanders or will we support whatever random left-wing leader in Europe, because I know they're more left-wing. That's mm-hmm. not what we're talking about here. We're talking about you support a man, and you very clearly do, and you support men who created the idea behind this man that killed 50 million people.
0: Yeah. This would be like if, God forbid, the SWW show ever had a physical location.
1: I <laughs> like God forbid.
0: <laughs> um... This would be like Mike and I having, you know, like Von Braun and Goebbels over our, uh, you know, in our offices. And then you walk in the door and there's just a giant picture of Adolf Hitler. Like, I know I went back to that example, but. But it is. Like, it is the same. The the second somebody walked in our door, they'd be like, nope. They do the uh, the Simpsons grandpa and just turn right around.
1: Because it's not even, like, by all accounts, at least for understanding, it's not like they ironically have it up, which is tr- cringy, but, like, different also. It's, think like it's very much a... Yeah.
0: Like, we support this... Ooh, okay.
1: <laughs> but I just want. I mean,
0: I... Like, I was already kind of... Really not gonna play this game.
1: But I think that's an extra step of, like, ooh.
0: <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I, since we're on the topic of games, oh okay. Um, so I've only listened through the first three days of Giant Bomb's Game of the Year, and I sent you uh, uh, a text. Yeah. Uh. Um, that I think explains the problems that I have with the current situation there.
1: So, so um, the current situation, as, as we have lost the great Dan Riker.
0: Well, this, I mean, Game of the Year was recorded before all that happened. And
1: that's true, but I, I am curious if the amount of games he played was also tied to knowing he's switching jobs and, and logistical stuff of moving, too. I,
0: well, from the sounds of it, that happened pretty quick.
1: That's true, but who, for all we know, could be the interviews by then, too. And so, like, I'm not saying it is, I'm, but I'm curious if there's connections. Because yeah. also, this was the first year, if I remember right, the game of the year was one week of recording versus two.
0: No, last year was one week as well.
1: Really? Even though last year, I feel like it was like twice as long?
0: In terms of recording, it was the exact same way. They did the exact same thing.
1: Okay. It just feels like this um... year was short for some reason.
0: I think they only did one week of recording last year, but they may have been out there for two weeks.
1: Maybe, okay. And they did
0: all the video stuff for that second week, but, either way, um, yeah, I think, like, because they would have mentioned it in the Game of the Year stuff. You know, that, if Dan knew, Mm -hmm. it definitely felt like, though, it was a, oh, shit, like, you know, this he was offered the position probably by Xavier himself.
1: And and you know the best part of Xavier Woods being like, "Do I have to give him the job?" <laughs> yeah. So. But yeah, no. It's also I,
0: funny that he's going to be a podcast producer. which I, is the most like. If I was going to have anybody be tech illiterate...
1: that's Oh, yeah, that's true. Yeah, because producer is partially... Maybe in his editing, but he still has oversight and direction and yeah. stuff.
0: So... Anyway, so they had nine people for the game of the year. Right. Um, and I texted you, like, the number of times I heard... I only put a couple hours into this and didn't finish it, but...
1: Which I don't know if so I don't know if that's inherently offensive. I think it depends obviously on the game we're talking about.
0: Oh, definitely. But if you're going to like put something up for an award it's, even though you've only played so three hours I, of it?
1: I would argue if it's a mechanics award or something, or like a level design award, it could still be up for that one. I think some like game yeah. of the year is more where I agree with you on that. 'Cause like I can yeah. see a mechanic I mean, I I guess level like three years. In three hours, depending on yeah. what it is.
0: Yeah, I guess like the music, I wouldn't be, you know, too terribly, you know, against.
1: Yeah, because if we're being honest, if you even if you hit two of the three good tracks early on, that could be enough to win it.
0: Yeah. Um, but just like, if you're going to, you know, try to say, oh, this was a great game, but you only played five hours of it. Now, granted, there are a few people on staff that I'm perfectly fine with them not having the time. Mm-hmm. The three people being uh, Vinny, Jason, and now Jeff, because they have kids.
1: But So, so, and I agree with you, I'm perfectly with them not having time, but I still think the same award stipulation should apply there.
0: Yeah. But, like, I, I'm fine with them being like, yeah, I didn't get a chance to finish this because I have a kid, and especially Jeff has a very young child. Jason's kid that he has now is very young. He's only a couple years old. Then he's got two young kids. So it's like, for them, it's like, okay, like, you know. Plus, Jeff and... Jeff especially has been doing this for, what, 25 years?
1: Yeah, yeah, he's old.
0: So he probably well he's not even that old it's just he started when he was so young yeah
1: what is he probably mid 40s
0: yeah I think he's 42 or 43
1: for For what he's doing in the games industry he's actually pretty old yes he's one of the oldest people doing it he's not old like in actuality but he's one of the oldest in the industry for sure like he's up there like Adam Sessler level old
0: Sessler's gone off the deep end,
1: dude. Oh, I'm not saying he hasn't, but like we talk about, like who when I say who are the like older yeah. P generation, yeah. I think it is Sessler, it is Gerstman, there's a few others probably, um, probably Damon Hatfield, like there's just people that are just a hair older.
0: Yeah, and like then you have the people on the other end of that spectrum. You have Dan Reichert, who pl- would stay up till. <laughs> Two in the morning on a weeknight which, playing which, games. For
1: the record, I'm gonna say it. I'm an old man. There are nights where it's like eight thirty, and I'm like, "Am I allowed to go to bed?"
0: <laughs> I mean, I'm not awarded that.
1: <laughs>
0: that uh, luxury, since I work.
1: You work nights into the night, but like, so but like I wake up for like four, at like five o'clock for work in the morning too. Yeah. We just work opposite shifts now. Pretty much. So that's kind of um, it's just the same idea. If you're like you're like, can I go to bed at? Yeah.
0: <laughs> so you know, and obviously he's a he's a special case in that he will play something if he really likes it a lot.
1: Mm-hmm. He's a very I want to say addictive personality towards it. That's probably the best way to describe it. Like, if it's a thing he's really into,
0: he's really into it. He's gonna keep playing it.
1: Right. Yeah. But if it's something he'll drop off of, I feel like he's one of the people who drops off immediately.
0: Yeah, if something doesn't hook him in the first hour, you you don't stand a chance.
1: Which which is why his describing Death Stranding was the best thing in the world. (laughs) Oh,
0: when he finally realized what Hideo Kojima games are? Yeah.
1: It's like, well, this story's absurd, but Metal Gear makes sense. I was like, oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> Which is funny, because by all kinds, I've heard, the story in Death Stranding is not the problem relatively based on Kojima assumptions.
0: Yeah. I mean, it's no... I haven't... I've yet to play it because I'm holding out for PC in the inevitable mods that will make it so much easier.
1: But I, by all accounts I've heard, the story actually... it's more to your face, but that's not, like, the problem.
0: Yeah. But, I mean, Kojima games have always been very, very, like, overly, like, oh, this person is, you know, uh, what's a good example?
1: Walkman, or whatever they called him?
0: (laughs) Um, well, they had Skull Face, it was literally a Skull Face. Or,
1: or, like, Example, um, MGS-5, literally, it's based upon hearing a language, that, or, or how the things work. The, the like, oh, termite things. Yeah.
0: The parasites? Yeah. yeah. Oh, it's this weird, basically dead language. And <laughs> the guy that can help us, his name is Code Talker.
1: <laughs> like, like I guess Because saying. that's not, you know. That's what I'm saying. So, like, by all accounts, Death Stranding's problem is not... The story. Like, maybe it is a problem, but like, of what you expect of a Kojima game, it's a hair worse. It's not miles worse. Yeah. It's the... Uh, you so. just walk is the problem. Yeah. And, and put ladders, and then fall. And then walk some more.
0: Yeah. <sighs> oh. um, there... and, like, the thing of it is with, with getting back to the Giant Bomb Game of the Year stuff... I would be perfectly fine if they only covered a few games. Mm -hmm. Like I, I think I said, don't try to stretch yourself so thin. Like I'm fine with Abby going. Oh yeah, I played like all the Sims expansions and these two Nancy Drew games, and like because those don't take that long.
1: Also, they didn't take long, and also I think they gave them ample time for what she played. They talk about Nancy True yeah. like twice, which there's one person on staff who played it, and she could explain her experience with it, which is makes sense, I think.
0: And they gave her like 20 minutes. Now, I'm pretty sure there was an hour-plus discussion of Disco Elysium.
1: Which that's... But it's, again, if more people on staff played, I expect a bigger discussion. Oh,
0: more people played it, but it was led entirely by Ben.
1: Which, I don't know if I'm offended by in that way. I think it's more of the... Yeah. Uh, I think it's by the end too they were like nitpicking the games in some ways so I was like I just don't care
0: yeah and to be fair he's Ben's not the only one that does it everybody on staff does it oh yeah um, but I just... And and we, we can go back to Austin Walker getting <sighs> invisible ink onto the top 10 as a perfect example of somebody that's just got a point and they are going to get that
1: point. And I think we've talked about too I think I've always said I like I'm okay with Austin Walker when he has a foil. I'm I'm not as okay with him in isolation or with people who agree with him. Yeah. I think think Austin Walker having a foil with a discussion with someone he doesn't agree with that is of equal caliber of intelligence.
0: Yeah his well his having to explain to seven other people why this game where the entire premise is you just basically throwing a paint can. Mm-hmm. Why that should be on the top ten? That and nobody else had played it. Like he was the only one that had played it, and it's describing. He's like, "This is why we have to put it on here," and he just goes into detail.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: When it's four other people that are like, "Oh yeah, I totally agree with you, Austin. You know, we should do this," and it's like, "Okay, like his his style is not."
1: I think it's he is. I'm jo- the it's way
0: not. It's not befitting of a yes man culture. No,
1: what I describe Austin Walker is... I think he's he's. In the, it's not even like he writes them this way or whatever. I think he's great at audio essays of making a point.
0: Yeah, that's it. Yeah,
1: because I think that's inherently what he is. He's he's either a storyteller or uses it to produce a point,
0: which is why he's very good at his friends
1: at the table. Or even, like, three moves ahead when he's on a podcast. Like, he's good at making the point of how this mechanic or theme interacts with the experience.
0: Yeah. Yeah. He's, he's good. He thinks ahead. He's very smart. And...
1: He's probably objectively smarter than both of us. Like, <laughs> like he's oh, inherently no an doubt. intelligent person. Like, that's not the question. Yeah. I think it's more how are you saying it and in the for- is the format in which we're talking about compatible with how you're saying it.
0: Yeah, I think he's got a doctorate. Right? Yeah, it's, he's working on a
1: doctorate. It's, it's a doctorate or a master's, or something like philosophy or some like something like that. You're like, "Okay."
0: Well, he has a master's and he was either working on it or he was finishing up a doctorate.
1: That's the whole point though. Like it's, it's and it's, it was some yeah. subject matter where it was much more of a conceptual matter than like a master's yeah. in something more direct. Like it's not a computer science master, it was a like thinking master's. Yeah. And I'm not saying pure science so, masters, always thinking masters, but it's different. That's a tangible, I think, more. Yeah. Um, yeah. So the other note I have, I, we've talked about, is actually, there's a few I have. Um, so, so AJ, I decided to go indoor rock climbing the other week. Okay. Did anyone? Why did no one warn me? The next day, everything hurts.
0: Uh, because I think everybody figured you were smarter than that.
1: Like, like, so the one I went to, um, around here, it's an indoor rock climbing place, or I think it's boulder climbing, because the whole point is, um, there are no harnesses, you're just climbing the rocks. So, like, Oh, you,
0: I've seen places like that, I've never done So, one. like,
1: when you fall ten feet, you fall ten feet. Yeah. And it hurts. Well, not obnoxiously, because of padding, but, like, literally like Saturday morning I woke up and I was like everything is like pulsing and it can't move (laughs) so yeah Um, notes to everyone Uh, don't go rock climbing unless you're ready to be a sadist the next day and ask for life to end (laughs) also way harder than it looks gonna say it like it's, it's real hard Which is funny, because I saw people, like, your size doing it on, like, these, like, sections of the platform. I'm like, how the hell are you staying up there?
0: It's called grace.
1: (laughs) (laughs) There were spots where your foot has to be on something that's, like, two inches. And I'm like, I don't understand.
0: Yeah. Um, It's a lot of your, like, the strength in most climbers is like the first two sections of a finger.
1: Yeah. Or like So like
0: that that first main knuckle before it connects to your hand. Like their strength is all in there.
1: I've heard that or I heard some people talking about like finger strength even. Well, that's finger strength like
0: but their strength being just in like basically those two knuckles because those are what you use to grip. Yeah. Uh, and then obviously your, your shoulders and your back
1: but... And as you get better a lot of your weight You go on your legs too Comparatively to like upper body strength like You still need it but it's a different yeah. like Very much when you're balancing it's on your legs Yeah But yeah Hurts like hell So AJ have you watched any um, TV shows Recently that we need to talk about Involving space people Oh, uh, Mandalorian so you, so you finally watched and finished The Mandalorian. Yep. What is your spoiler warning opinions of uh, Mister Mando and his uh, baby brother? We'll call him.
0: You mean, his target.
1: <laughs> the child.
0: Um. I mean, I don't see where you you were going after of like two thirds of the show doesn't matter. Because I think until they make it connect to something, or if they don't, you know, that show can stand on its own and it tells the story of this character.
1: I think, so one of the issues I had with it was, so there's a string of a couple episodes that, I, my issue when I say an episode doesn't matter is, like, it doesn't even move the character forward. So there are a couple episodes in the show I feel like I could pull out and not touch the story and it still makes as much sense. Or there's that... Maybe. M- there's also that, like, middle section, I feel like, of it, where, like, I keep being like, so what's the point of this child? Like, we just don't, like, we ha- beginning, we had an objective. The end, we have an objective. The middle, it's not even like he's going towards an objective, he's just existing.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's also like he's... There's gears turning... That are setting in motion everything.
1: Right, but I'd almost rather have seen, like, something in a backdrop of sorts that explaining that, like, there are still gears turning even if he doesn't realize there are. Yeah. So, so like, I mean, I, I
0: don't think I had as many problems with the show as you did.
1: So, uh, one of the, the actual problem I have is, so, like, in the last episode, you have that final fight, right? Yeah. I feel like that's my joke of where you could tell when budget ended. Because, like, that fight, as cool as it is that he gets the jetpack and then shoots down that plane, that's it. Yeah. And um, then he walks out alive, and you're like, so, so like, what?
0: Well, I mean, I think if we go to Rise of Skywalker, like, it's proven that you can survive a crash in a TIE
1: fighter. And I, you can survive a crash in a TIE fighter, and and that's true, but, like... It's just also, my also point with that is like that fight was epic in the sense of you've it's something you've always wanted to see happen. But it wasn't epic in actual like length or the fight. It was thirty seconds of a moment.
0: I mean if we're being realistic though, like a fight like that would be over that fast.
1: And and would be. But this is Star Wars. I wanna see a like a like a climax in the fight, not we did it.
0: Well, I, I think I think this is the problem you're having. Mandalorian is a very I hate the term realistic in this sense, <laughs> but realistic in its pacing. Of like, they're not going to be these huge Star Wars battles. They're what they would have been. Like,
1: see, but so, and the, and I agree with you. That's what it is. I think my problem is though, because like obviously the Star Wars TV show comparison I know it's not live action but it's still go with me on this one is like the Clone Wars I feel like the Clone Wars still kept the Star Wars feel though and like this this this, it almost is the point of it could almost not be Star Wars like there are a couple pieces that make it Star Wars but it could totally not be Star Wars we just change a couple species and it would work like, it's not... It doesn't matter it's in the Star Wars universe for the story they're telling. No. And i and I mean,
0: like, if you're at its very core. Right, like, at its very core, Star Wars is just a religious story.
1: No, no, and it's very quite true, but I so... think... But I think, like, I can't say, like... Like, so, that's true, but I think foundationally everything else that we've seen of Star Wars has been received well is inherently Star Wars in its core. Where this can inherently be a bounty hunter story at its core. Like, like, Logan is an X-Men... This, for example, Logan is an X-Men film at its core, even if it's a different feel. This, I don't know if inherently is a Star Wars story at its core.
0: I mean, it's... But the thing of it is, you're telling the story of a bounty hunter.
1: Right.
0: So, how else do you want to tie it to Star Wars. Like, do you want Mando to be running around with a goddamn lightsaber, like
1: No. I think it's maybe I just have a problem that it it also obviously is the first live action T V show, so I think there was a certain level of expectations tied to that and the amount of money Disney put into this there's a certain level of expectations. And there are moments I mean I guess
0: you're I I think the problem you're having with it is you want it to be Star Wars.
1: Yeah, I wanted Star Wars you,
0: on TV. You so, you so desperately want Star Wars. This is a bounty hunter story which they've never really touched on. And if it's, you know, it takes place, ap- doesn't take place after...
1: It's 6 before six. 7. Yeah, it's like 50 years after 6, so that's probably, to be honest, 10, 20, 10, probably like... Well, right no, I thought, I
0: thought the difference between Six and seven was thirty because that's what it wasn't really. Oh, life. Then thirty.
1: Then maybe it was twenty years. It's something like it's between six and seven, but it's closer to seven than six.
0: So I mean, this is a a world and a universe where all that shit has happened and is per- is gone. Like proven by the fact that the Imperials, their you know their armor is dirty and it never gets cleaned because there hasn't been an you know an imperial army in 20
1: years. So, like, that I found interesting. Um, I did also appreciate kind of when they kind of drop in the First Order, but they don't explain that's who it is. Like, I do like that piece. Because obviously that's... Oh, he was uh, First John Giancarlo Esposito. Yeah, he was First Order. Like, that's that look.
0: Yeah.
1: It maybe, it maybe yeah. doesn't have its name yet of that in this world, but it is what will become the First Order.
0: Which would fit, because the First Order was around before 7.
1: Right, because it has to be to grow. Yeah. I also, so, I think part of my problem is looking at the season. So we know there's a season 2 coming in and they obviously left it open for season 2. I almost mentally just wish this was called, like, season 1, part 1. Because that feels like this feels more like a cliffhanger, like, we're gonna come back to chaos, then this feels like an end of a season, traditionally.
0: Also, if that's the case, like... This is the problem that Star Wars has. They try to fit stuff in, in time frames that don't exist. hmm So, like, they're going to try to fit this show in a span, like, a time span of probably five years. Right. Like, the show could air longer than the time frame it's covering.
1: hmm Like... So this is the issue Breaking Bad had that they had to account for, because, like, the kid aged a lot in the five years it took to film, the one-year timeline in Breaking Bad.
0: Yeah, I mean, well, that's the problem you're going to have.
1: But, like, that, but I'm saying that's a I mean, example what? of something similar of Breaking Bad took place over one year.
0: No, it's, uh...
1: Is it more than it? Is it a year and a half? I thought it was something, like, surprisingly short.
0: It's... well, I guess it depends, because... Before Walter leaves to go to Vermont, I
1: believe. It okay, was. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: It's only like, yeah, it's like a year and a half.
1: It's something like that. It's almost like you could line it up. It's almost like we've seen almost every day in that show, comparatively time-wise, because an episode could be multiple days.
0: But then um, there's a considerable time skip while he's there. While he's there.
1: But I thought it felt like it was only like six months or something. It wasn't. It was I think it's closer
0: to a year, but...
1: Yeah. Okay, let me finish. the bulk of that show is this tight yeah. thing, besides the last episode which we jumped for some reason. Well, there's a
0: very good reason of why they
1: jumped. I just, yeah, I don't like the reason. <laughs> um, I have problems with the end of Breaking Bad. Very strongly. So, yeah. So yeah, that is Samantha Uh Yeah, I don't know, when, I don't think the announcement season 2 is coming, we just know it's coming. I think John Favreau is still the showrunner, all that good stuff. Also the cast. Like... Yeah, that's probably where their money went, was they're like, has this, can we just, <laughs> was it you text me? You're like, is that Phil Burr?
0: <laughs> yeah, Amanda uh,
1: Which that's, I think that's episode yes. 6, which is the Bounty Hunter episode. That I think is the best episode in the series. It's just so fun. Um,
0: let's see. You've got Pedro Pascal, who's the Mandalorian, who has been in Narcos and a shit ton of other stuff. Gina Carano, who... Uh, she was in the a couple of the Fast and Furious movies. Uh, former UFC fighter. Uh, Carl Weathers, who... It's Carl Weathers. Mr. Krabs was in uh, it, too. Psycho Atiti, who... Has Marvel money. Uh, Werner Herzog, who is Werner Herzog. Nick Nolte. I mean, just a lovable old dude. Uh, Giancarlo Esposito. Emily Swallow, who she must have been, um, she appeared as, okay, yeah, she was the armor. She's the other
1: Mandalorian. She's I made the, I body. She's the, like, Queen, or whatever you call her, like your yeah. leader. she's the armorer. Okay.
0: Uh, Mignal Wen, Bill Burr. Can we, can we talk Stella. about
1: how, like, I talk about how this show is a video game, and literally, they had the video game moment in the last episode of you went to the armorer, upgraded, she said, reload your ammo, and then you go deal with the final boss. <laughs> yeah,
0: that, that was pretty funny. <laughs> like, it was,
1: that was a video game. That was a video uh, game ass moment. Like, you yeah. found Mark your save point.
0: Richard I do like that they had Richard Awaddy as the, uh, the Bounty Hunter robot in the Bounty Hunter episode.
1: Bounty Hunter robot? Like, do you mean...
0: He was, he was the pilot.
1: Okay, yeah, because Watiki was the droid from the first episode. Yeah. That's what I was confused. I thought you meant him, and I was like, no, he's not. Okay, yeah, go on. No. Clancy Brown. That's what I said, Mr. Krabs.
0: Clancy Brown's, uh... Google image looks like a yearbook photo.
1: So what I love about, side note, of all of the Spongebob cast is, they all look like their character. It feels like like, like, Clancy Brown passes for Mr. Krabs in a human form.
0: He was also in Detroit Become Human. Yeah, he was- He was in Thor Ragnarok. He was in God of War 3.
1: who was he in Thor Ragnarok? Surtur. I don't know that one. I don't know who that is on top of Oh, he's
0: the giant. He's the fire giant.
1: Thor Ragnarok. Fire giant. Is he the-, the dude at
0: the very end? We can't beat you, but he can.
1: Wait, he's Ragnarok?
0: Ragnarok is not a person.
1: I thought the name of the actual creature was Ragnarok.
0: No, it's Surtur.
1: Okay, for some reason I thought it was Ragnarok. I know Ragnarok is the Ragnarok event, is I this it... idea. So Ragnarok is, a... is the event. And it, has, and it has. Yes. It, which is funny, because I've literally read a book on, on Norse mythology. I just don't know that term real well.
0: Uh, Ragnarok is effectively Norse for Apocalypse.
1: Okay. That makes sense. So he, but he is the thing that brings about Ragnarok. Yes. Okay. I did not realize that was him at all. <laughs> But no, the cast in this show is objectively amazing. <laughs> Cuz yeah. uh, also as the main villain, he is terrifying even though he's only in this sh- show for about 20 minutes.
0: <laughs> uh, Verna? Yeah. Yeah, he's a goddamn dude.
1: It's beautiful. Um, yeah, so yeah Mandalorian. I didn't love it. I, I think there were still enjoyable episodes in it, so I just don't think it's what I was hoping it would be.
0: Well, if you had zero expectations going into it,
1: like I had... Then yeah, it's probably fine. It was great. Okay. AJ, it's time to talk about this. I think the term we're looking for this year is Oscars. I think they went out with Oscars, so male, I think is the term this year.
0: Oh, uh, the. As-
1: Oscars so male. Because I'm going to say can I, can I say the controversial comment before we get into these awards?
0: It's a race thing about congratulations to all the men or whatever she said?
1: Yeah because um, they're upset that Greta Gerwig didn't get it for um, what's that, that movie? Uh, not Pretty Woman. I was going to call it Pretty Woman. Little Women? Yeah. I'm going to say it. She's not made a film to make her deserving best director this year. Because that's not a good film.
0: Also, there's only five for best director and that's usually all there is anyway.
1: Right. I know best And picture, if we're, best if we're being realistic,
0: yeah, if we're being realistic, Little Women does not stand a chance against oh. Irishman, Joker, 1917. This is what I, I, I texted parasite. you,
1: I said this might be the best best picture year in modern history. <laughs> like, mm. I'm going to go through best picture year of a second. Ford vs. Ferrari. The Irishman. Yeah. JoJo. I don't know if that
0: deserves best picture. I don't
1: think it does either, but like, let's go through second. It's, um, I forgot who directed it. Scorsese, Watiki, then you have Joker. A Little Woman's Best Picture. My apologies. A Little Woman's Up for Best Picture. She's not up for Best Director. Mary. Oh, it's,
0: uh, it's James. No, Mangold it's, is. Yes, james Mangold. It's, it's, no, someone.
1: James Mangold is Ford Versailles. For You're right. Which, yeah. when I remember when I saw that, I was like, what?
0: Man of Gold, uh, Scorsese, Waititi, he? Um
1: uh, The Phillips. guy that directed hang of Yeah, Phillips. And then uh, Greta Gerwig. Little Greta Woman. Gerwig. I forget Marriage no Story. No idea
0: who directed Man- Marriage Story. 1917, uh, Sam Mendes. San Mendes
1: Tarantino, Tarantino. And then everyone and then... loves Parasite. So, like, I haven't seen it, but I don't have a problem because it actually has been getting insane praise. Yeah. So, like, this best picture, though, I'm going to say it. Little Woman is the worst movie on this Best Picture, which I think says something about the qualities of this Best Picture.
0: Well, so there's nine of them on here. I haven't seen Marriage Story or Little Women as a movie.
1: I have seen Little Women... I've
0: heard really good things about Parasite, haven't seen it.
1: I haven't seen... So I haven't seen Parasite. I've heard amazing things about Marriage Story. Again, haven't seen it. Like, I have I have heard very much rumblings about these, though. Um, and...
0: If, if what you say is true, Irishman is probably the worst on the Best Picture. Which,
1: I'm going to say it, though. I do And I think I said it at the time. I don't think it's objectively a bad film. I just think it has bad parts, and it's too long. And the question always becomes with these awards, right? It's, there are certain directors you know are going to be nominated. Look, and Scorsese is one of those directors. Yeah. It's like if I have a Steven it's... Spielberg movie. He's going to be up here. I'm yeah. sorry Spielberg's going to be up here.
0: That's... Okay, sporting actress. Um... Nope, uh, so, so far she's not on. No, here. then
1: Best Director is a thing. Because Best Director is Scorsese, Todd Phillips, Sam Mendes, Quentin Tarantino, and I'm gonna botch your name. I'm gonna say Ban-Yong-Hoo.
0: Yeah, I think it's ban jong ho
1: I wasn't sure if it was, sh- was, sh- was yon John. Okay. Um...
0: I, as far as I know, Korean J's are J's.
1: Okay. And I'm gonna say it, of the Best Director, it's either Joker or 1917.
0: <laughs> like... Okay, Issa Rae is mad that Greta Gerwig or whoever directed Marriage Story didn't get on this list. They would have been the fifth of five. Like, they would
1: have dropped Irishman and put one of them. That's what would have happened. And and again yeah. going back to it is I may have problems with Irishman, but the I have but like the way that film is filmed and there's some parts where I go, it being in Best Director I don't think is as offensive. I don't think it should win, but I don't think it being up here is absurdly offensive.
0: Yeah. We'll talk about 1917, because that was our new movie. Um. Uh,
1: otherwise, actress. Best actor. We need to talk about actor. Antonio Banderas. Leonardo DiCaprio. Adam Driver. Joaquin Phoenix. Like, what the hell is this list?
0: So you're just gonna skip over best actress? Uh.
1: Okay, yeah. No, I need to talk about the one I'm actually... We need to talk about is best supporting actor. <laughs> because... Tom Hanks, Anthony Hopkins, Al Pagino, Joe Pesci, and Brad Pitt. If I told you a couple years ago they'd be up for supporting actor and not best actor just in general, and this would be the group? (laughs) Like, this is a... This is a a main actor group, normally.
0: Yeah, whoever wins (laughs) this award should host a party because they all deserve it.
1: And also, in general, these aren't supporting actors, traditionally. They They are the frontmans.
0: Also, who would have been the main actor in A Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood?
1: Uh, Tom Hanks.
0: Then why is he under supporting actor?
1: <laughs> I didn't even cross that.
0: <laughs> like I'm genuinely confused.
1: Also, I'm gonna say it. If Tom Hanks wins this award, I'm gonna start a riot. Like, <laughs> like the answer in this award is Brad Pitt.
0: Yeah. Because he's literally playing a supporting actor.
1: <laughs> but in general, okay, I know there's you people who grew up with with um, Mr. Rogers. But Tom, just because Tom Hanks made you cry because you're a child, does not mean he was best actor. Like he, right. this was if the list of his films. He is not. <laughs>
0: Also, Scarlett Johansson's up for actress and supporting actress.
1: Uh, please tell me it's different films.
0: Oh, it yeah. is. Could you in theory like you could win both? There's no way they do it. But has there ever been somebody that's a one best and supporting in a year?
1: No, but she could. Looking at this list,
0: she could. Like Kathy Bates is pretty good. Laura Dern is. Don't even get me started.
1: I'm not the biggest fan.
0: <laughs> Scarlett Johansson, uh, Florence, Pooh <laughs> kind of poo We're gonna Margot Robbie for supporting, and then she's got she's up against Cynthia Erivo, Sarsi Ronan, Charlize Theron, and Renee Zellweger. Like best, she has much lower chance. I
1: was gonna say. So my issue with supporting, if you look at it too, is well, I just lost it. I was looking at it. Um, she's inherently going to face Laura Dernan's Marriage Story. And um, Bombshell with Margot Robbie is going to be another one I think is going to be a challenge for her to beat. Yeah. Because again, it's Hollywood and all of them hate Fox News, so I really wonder if it's going to get a push because of that.
0: Also, I think that's the reason Brad Pitt will not best supporting. Because nobody loves stuff about themselves <laughs> more than people in Hollywood.
1: That's that's true.
0: Like I imagine most of the the voters in the Academy have uh videos of themselves having sex with some 13-year-old on uh <laughs> Epstein's plane and they jerk off to that every night. So
1: which which was which we all agree was the best line in um in, what's-his-face, in, um... Oh, Ricky Gervais's...
0: Well, he had two great
1: lines. One was the Epstein comment of he didn't kill himself, and he went, I'm sorry, he was your friend, I get it. And the other one was the Weinstein one of... (laughs) Weinstein goes, hey, I didn't work for the man, you did, so don't yell at me! (laughs) Which is beautiful. Original
0: screenplay... I think this is where... Like, if Parasite doesn't win,
1: this one's uh, picture, tough. Because I'm gonna say it, and we'll get to it in a bit. It, it the original screenplay 1917 does not deserve to win. No, because the what's we're gonna talk like, about. film. it's, it's a really cool st- idea, but it's not the story but... we care about fundamentally. At least not yeah. the dialogue or whatever.
0: Yeah, like the story behind the screenplay is really cool.
1: I also have question. So that's it. Adopted screenplay. What is Joker adopted from? Is it just because it was a comics that Joker existed? I'm guessing. Because like, that's such a weird... Because like, this story of Joker does not exist. That's why I find yeah. it weird. It's not like there was a Joker book they based it off of fully.
0: I think that's more of like it's a character that's already been established.
1: Like at least the Irishman, there's probably a book he based it off of or whatever. I can see that.
0: Yeah, it's based on a book. I think it's called The Irish. Right,
1: but Joker, I'm like, there isn't that Joker. No. God. Animated, then, who okay, cares? We, know, we appreciate animated. There's only one Pixar film on this. Like, this is a category for once that Pixar might not win.
0: Hey, guess what? Who cares? Uh, international feature film. Uh, no one
1: cares. Documentary. Uh,
0: actually, film. I want to see um, Parasite win this. Really? Because, again, if they don't win Picture, this is the category. This and. Uh, original screenplay are the ones they're going to dominate in. Mm-hmm. I have a feeling though, if if Parasite wins feature film for international, there's a very good chance it yeah, wins best picture. I can see
1: that. Um, so there's one I want to jump to. It's a bit down. It's film editing, and I feel like we're going to both agree this is where for Ford versus Ferrari has a shot of winning.
0: Makeup and hairstyle, bombshell, Joker, Judy, Melissa.
1: It's a bit after that.
0: The effects, cinematography, uh, cinematography. Deacon deserves all the awards. Deacon. Um,
1: yeah, uh, but film editing—he's the one behind uh, film editing. 10 I 10. think Ford vs. is the best edited film, and especially
0: yes, because apparently if you can cut an uh, you know half an hour out of Irishman,
1: also Irishman. Because I mean, look at this list, right? So Joker's another great edited film. But I think I think because Ford Versari, for just because part of what's impressive about Ford Versari for is if you ask anyone, it fe- the cars feel correct, which in film is really hard to do. Like, it, yeah. like it is like all oh, inherently because you know the feeling, it's harder to portray it correctly. Yeah, and that's why I think it's impressive of the film of how they weave that like, in really it, well. it handles
0: the speed very well,
1: Which, again, too, which is very hard important. to actually do in a film. Like, inherently, cause you yeah. you don't have the actual feelings, so you, you're gonna lose something in translation.
0: I think that, honestly, should be more cinematography than editing. But... And, uh, um...
1: But it's not... Another
0: one where we should both see Parasite... Yeah. ...before the awards, which won't happen.
1: Uh, original score I find pretty funny. Um... Mm-hmm. The original score... So, like, 1917, we'll get to it. The song was a lot more disappointing in the film than it was in the trailer. Which song? The the song, like, when they're in the circle, and it's this trailer song. Oh. Like, that, like in the trailer, it's it's a moment. In the movie, it's, it's a moment, but, like, it lacked an... Mm.
0: I mean, if you know the background of what they were doing, like... There's a huge emotional impact for that scene.
1: Um, Uh, Sound sound
0: editing. editing. 1917 deserved better.
1: Yeah. um...
0: It may have been because I saw it in a, quote, regular theater. Like, if I had seen it in IMAX, maybe that pulls through.
1: The again, this this to me comes down to I think for, I think Ford vs Ferrari, can we talk about that one? Or Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, I think this could be an award for it. And I think it would be justified.
0: I mean editing and mixing tend to go hand in hand, so whoever wins that will win. Except mixing. there's a
1: lot of different people like add astros under mixing.
0: Yeah, well it's
1: And they just swap Star Wars well, for it.
0: Yeah. You swap the one sci fi for, for
1: the other. Yeah, because it's so. really hard to say you edited it well, but didn't mix it. Like, it's possible, but it's very hard. Yeah. Costume design, I think. So this is, uh, this is I think this one's a tough one. No one cares about it. But it's a tougher one, just because looking at that list. That costume's, an, I, mean, I think Joker's the weakest costume.
0: That, or uh, Once Upon a Time. Mm. Like, here's the problem you have. Joker and Once Upon a Time have the same problem in which it's a lot of just everyday. Right, wear. but the
1: Once Upon a Time, I think like when you get the shots in Hollywood or on sets get the time right though and that's why I'm more accepting of it. Cuz there's a moment in a time where where Joker to me just feels like poor area in bad city.
0: Yeah.
1: Um and then the other note as we have here, Oscars again without a host, which
0: yeah, which, I, I love how it, this is just like a, a feed of yeah, we just, Oscars I, stuff. Yeah. And so the next story down is, oh, they'll be without a host. Of course they will.
1: Which, which is kind of sad.
0: Huge entertainment value, big musical numbers, big comedy, and star power. Oh boy.
1: Which, which, hear me out. What?
0: <laughs> there will be no traditional host.
1: Which means... You're going to do it that peop- interstitial people might be there in a minute longer than normal.
0: Burke noted that the nominees will
1: carry the show. Now, oh, boy. Oh, boy, that's what I was thinking.
0: <laughs> we expect that we're going to have a very commercial set of nominations and a lot of incredible elements have come together that make us think we're going to have a very entertaining show again. Do Do
1: you think they're going so to? So just,
0: just say, hey, we don't have a host because... Controversy. Because controversy, like...
1: So, I want to say... So, they also... The other note here is they moved it up um, a bit, which I'm not they sure... They moved it up, like, two weeks. Yeah, three w- weeks. which I'm not sure why. Um,
0: well, I mean... Obviously, it's because... If you think about what happens in... You know, early February... Uh, it's the Super Bowl,
1: right? But this which is... is
0: generally the most watched thing in But this is the, TV weekend the, after year. the Super
1: Bowl, right?
0: So you keep people, you know, thinking about it.
1: Yeah, and then what you, you want to add during the Super Bowl? Yeah, I guess that's possible. It just, it just feels weird. But yeah, so these are our nominees. Um, best, I think, I still stick with. I think this is a really strong Best Picture and Best Director year. And, yeah. and, like, I don't know. I think this also, like, a part of me wants Joker to win Best Picture so we have finally have the superhero-esque film that gets it.
0: Also, just to see, like, Todd Phillips and Joaquin Phoenix were made for each other. <laughs> So to see them get up on stage together, especially after Joaquin already dropped, what, two F-bombs on his Golden Globes?
1: Yeah, yeah. Also, if I said a couple years ago that, like, Todd Phillips and Joaquin Phoenix, we'd, we would talk about, honestly, being up for best director, you'd be like, what? Yeah. And, we're not, and not even, like, like, they've always made fine films, but, like, these films are a different caliber.
0: <laughs> yes.
1: Like, like, very much. Thor Ragnarok fundamentally changed Joaquin um, yeah, Dwa Dwatiki's Wat, film career, and I bet you Joker is going to do the same for Todd Phillips: Yeah, because as, yeah. as we talked about i like to get it looked it up Joker is now the most successful on a percentage of budget basis film in history. It's crossed one billion dollars, and it costed 50 million to make. So even with marketing, we're talking about 120, 130 million, Max. Yeah, like it's absurd.
0: Um, and I know I said uh, we, you and I were texting back and forth, and I said Blair Witch. The thing that would be interesting is okay, let's take the numbers for Blair Witch and put them today, right? Because would inflation increase? But it wouldn't that increase it that much. More. I think
1: it would inc- I I think I did the math. Cause I think it was two thousand. Um, which which should so it should be like we'll say nicely. It's like one point four times the math. Which is still not even close.
0: Historical uh, movie... ticket. Well, the thing of it is, like, movie ticket prices are much different
1: uh,
0: than inflation.
1: But, like, did you see Joker's going back in theaters again? It's like Joker's been in the theaters now for three runs.
0: So, in 2000, the average... Which, let me make sure that's when Blair Witch was... Um it was oh shit. Right. They made one that was just called Blair Witch in twenty sixteen. Um I want it to be nineteen ninety nine. Okay. Okay. So five oh six.
1: For budget? Is the
0: average well no, is the average ticket price. So five dollars and six cents. And
1: what's the point now? Eight something?
0: Uh, in 2018, it was $9. Okay. So ni- it was 9.11 versus 5.06.
1: So we'll say 1.8 times, roughly. Roughly. I'm eyeballing that math. Yeah.
0: So then you have to go and look at. Uh, you do the, the quick math of, okay, what was Blair Witch box office? Divide it by 5.06. That gets you the number of tickets. Multiply that by. Nine eleven.
1: 11 Oh, we could also just figure out the money it made and just do times 1.8 and you'd get roughly the same idea. But we also have to account for it. What's weird about that is... Obviously, less people go to films now, too. So, like, it probably would actually be a hair less. You know, ticket prices are I would are say... Up. Less
0: I would say there people. are more people... More people are going than would have gone.
1: I thought... My understanding was um, that... What's happening is people are dropping, but we're just increasing ticket prices at a faster rate than they are dropping. So, every year, basically, the volume is going down. That's, that's why we've been refactoring theaters a lot of times to handle less people, Project. but they spend more money.
0: And we want Blair Witch Project. All right, let's see. It sold. It was a sixty thousand dollar movie.
1: Jesus fucking Christ!
0: Uh, it grossed domestically a hundred and forty million dollars. Did it
1: really gross? Okay, never mind. That's more successful than Joker. Um, but Jesus Christ! I didn't even th- I forgot it was like sixty grand. Yeah. Like, absurd.
0: So now let's pull up a calculator. <laughs> One forty point. Go 5. Divided by 5, oh, what did I say? Five oh six. Yeah. Sure. Okay. So, then we'll take that. I see we'll that's how you get a
1: volume up, of people from.
0: 11. So, uh, in today's money it would have made 253 million dollars.
1: Which is... Which,
0: which is, is what it made worldwide.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's funny. In um, 99. And also we have to come for, obviously the reason Blair Witch gets, is very important was we wouldn't have modern horror films without it. Like, like, it, yeah. re- it redefined that genre. So
0: 253, hundred and five, six divided by, let's see, 60, three. Do you know what the rate of inflation, oh, uh,
1: between now and then,
0: between 99 and I'm thinking it's
1: 1.4. So I would use that as your multiplier. I'm basing off video games and I'm adding a little bit more. So that's how I'm eyeballing that. Because I know forty-eight dollars to sixty is roughly the like two thousand six marker. So I'm just kind of making it worse and adding four if that was off.
0: Uh, so Blair Witch made uh,
1: three thousand percent. Jesus. And Joker's probably closer to... So, what did you say it was? A billion? Uh, I'm going to say a bill and say 50 mil. That would be the numbers I'd chuck for Joker. Because it counts for if I'm off on either side. It might be up from bill, but I Joker's at least... I know Joker is a bill. I just don't know how high. That's only 20%. That's fucking absurd.
0: Well, okay. So, here's the problem. I'm doing, uh... Box office divided by uh, expense.
1: Right, right, right. I got it. So Joker was 1 billion and then 60 million. So yeah, it's not even 1.1 1. 1 billion yet. Oh, and it was so, 55 million as its budget. But yeah. Its 55? opening weekend was 96 million. Yeah, it popped its budget. <laughs> divided by
0: what was the box office?
1: Uh, 1.06.
0: So the, I guess it was a five point two percentage of the,
1: so five hundred twenty percentage or, technically. Well,
0: so no, so this is the the percentage of the box office that the budget was. Okay. Was five point two percent. So if we go off of, um.
1: Joker is still we'll, in we'll 85 go worldwide, theaters worldwide right now.
0: Oh, shit. I did that wrong. 60,000 divided by 248, 639, 0, 0, 0. Uh, Blair Witch, what? Okay, hold on. Let me multiply that by 100 to make that a percentage. Uh... Blair Witch, compared to its box office, its budget was, uh, two hundredths of a percent. Okay. So. So it's still better. It's incredibly better. Yes. Yeah, you texted me that and I'm like, uh, Blair Witch, dude. Like.
1: Okay, but the whole point is. I don't think
0: anybody's gonna break that.
1: Still absurdly successful. Joker is for sure the most successful this year. Yes. Or last year, whatever the hell year we're saying. But it's the, it, it for sure yeah. is. But yeah. Um, I think it's now time. Do you want to take a pee break or anything, or do you want us to jump into the movies?
0: Let's take a, like a three-minute break.
1: Okay, sounds good. We'll be right back. And
0: we will jump into 1917 at Tinker, Taylor, Soldier, Spy. Alright, we're back, everyone. Um, oh. Did you have a good
1: pee? Uh, I did, thanks for asking. Um, so, you know, when you go there, you take it all out, right? And you and you just... You know that feeling when you have to go, and then you release it, and it just feels great?
0: That's exactly how I felt.
1: <laughs> <laughs> okay, so before we go to 1917... Cause do you want to talk about? I assume we'll talk about that one first. you want to do? We want to do Tinker Tailor Soldier Spy.
0: You know what? Let's go with the old movie first. Normally we do the new movie first, but let's go old first.
1: Okay. So so we saw Tinker Tailor Soldier Spy. What was when I texted you? I said, "Is this the prequel to oh, Kingsman?" To Kingsman? <laughs> and your response was, "Which movie?" <laughs>
0: Well, you just, out of the blue, is this the, the prequel to Kingsman? I'm like, what are you talking about?
1: <laughs> That'd be the best act. You're like, what the hell is he on? It was the joke, because, like, like, that was when you, I just started seeing the entire cast from Kingsman slowly appearing on screen, and I was like, am I in the right Oh, movie? is that what you meant?
0: <laughs> yeah, that's what I meant. I thought you were talking about, like, the idea of Kingsman being this crazy... Spy agency, and Tinker Taylor is like not necessarily super spies,
1: but but, but super, Tinker Taylor is uh, a Cold War thriller. Yeah. But yeah. I thought <laughs> I knew you'd appreciate, sure and you got it. Um, it was what was the thing? I also said to you, it's a very you movie. <laughs> I saw it, I was like, this is an AJS movie. Yeah. Uh, the the unique characters, all of them, d- them damn Brits, the, the betrayal, and a lot of subtitle usage. A lot of subtitle usage.
0: Yeah.
1: So when, when did you first see uh, Mr. Soldier Spy?
0: I think it came out in 2011, I probably saw it in 2012 or 2013.
1: Okay. Because I was thinking, like I was thinking, this when I was watching the movie. Like back then, the people who we define as big now weren't these big actors. Like Benjamin Comeback wasn't this major actor at the time and stuff. Yeah. Also, he does not look good with the red hair. I
0: think he looks, I'm gonna different. Say it. I think
1: he looks different. I I don't like it. Not one bit. It's a- it's a little much for me. Um, I think my problem with the film is, um. I think it's one of those films that you have... You can't, like, half-watch. You have to follow it. Oh, yeah. Like, it, like, if you, if you for some reason, like, blank for 30 seconds, you just don't understand what's happening for 10 minutes.
0: I know. I was... So I started this... I started watching the movie when I was at work because I had some downtime. And then I was like, okay, I'm going to finish it when I get home and then go to bed like I normally do. Because I normally, like, for me because I work three in the afternoon to one in the morning I'll get home like chill for a half hour 45 minutes then go to bed I'm not somebody that like work is the middle of my day normally it's either the beginning or end of my day
1: right right
0: um so I started watching it stopped it got home resumed it and I for whatever reason I was laying in my bed Watching it, uh, I was nearly falling asleep, and I oh, I that's... caught myself, like, it was the end of the movie, and I caught myself, like, dozing. I'm like, no, I cannot fall asleep.
1: This is not a movie for that. Yeah. <laughs> this is not a movie. <laughs> also, because all the scenes look the same, trying to figure out where you're at would probably be a pain in the ass. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, it'd be impossible. Like, wait, are we in, like, are, we in hungry? are we in... <laughs> russia are we in
0: because all of europe looks the same apparently <laughs> i mean short of like you're gonna have... uh istanbul and budapest it takes place in london and that's it. right but like... like
1: but but also like it's because it is in such a small amount of things too you're like I have no clue like one of the issues I have in this film, which is a very me problem is, walking out of this film I could not have told you anywhere anyway the character's names were.
0: No, and that's well, I can tell you um Oh shit, what's the guy's name? Gary Oldman. His character's yeah. name was Smiley.
1: That but yeah, but like that's the only name I feel like I heard mentioned more than once. And I, his his was mentioned every scene. Yeah. Everyone else, like, at some point they mentioned their name. But that's it.
0: Yeah, well, and then there was, um... Control.
1: Yeah, yeah, was that strong?
0: No. No, because Control was, like, the guy that everybody got their orders from. I don't think they ever show him on screen, or if they do, it's, like, a behind,
1: you know... Right, which I think, so, like... A, I think this film's really pretty. But, like, I think this is talking about my story issue with this film is. It's more of a journey than a story I can logically explain really well.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: It's a journey that in the moment I understand, probably. But after the fact, I can't.
0: Yeah. (laughs) I mean, like, the the um, thing of it, too, is... Tinker Taylor is a movie about like, first off, the name alone makes it super, like it's hard to forget this movie right, you right. may forget, like a few of the words in the title, but you're like, oh, it's the, you know, it's, it's this weird title um and like it, the title doesn't a lot of titles normally make sense. Mm-hmm. The title for this movie doesn't make sense until you're a good 80% into the movie. Yep, yep. And they introduce the idea of the Tinker, the Tailor, the Soldier, and the Spy.
1: Which is funny, because he literally said that. It wasn't like, a subtle. It was yeah. literally, like... It was, like, when he said that, I was like, I feel like you just said that because you had to get it in there.
0: I mean... They did and they didn't. Like, From all accounts, that's what they... Because Tinker Tailor is based on a time. Not, I think it's a book that was more of like a memoir than anything. Mm-hmm. Um, so they were calling these people these names. So.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know. So, at the end of the day, then, I assume... You really like this film?
0: Yeah, it's... I I can't remember uh, if I texted you or not, but, like, this is a movie that I love to watch, but I would not recommend to 90% of the people.
1: Yeah, you did text me that, cause it was such, and it was such a very great line on that. It, 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 you know what it reminds me of? This is the film you would show in film class. Yeah. Like, that's what this film is. It's the... Those people would understand it. Or care about it. Or, or care about the process. The rest of the world would be like, So, what happened? Yeah. It's the same way, I think, in 20 years, Joker will be a good film class film. Yeah. Yeah. And we all know... It's funny... We've both gone through enough classes to know there are those films that are forever be film class films.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah. Like, North by Northwest I think is a great old film class film. <laughs> yeah, we never watched that. You never watched North by Northwest? Mm-hmm. It's the old, like, it's like, I think it's 50s or 60s I mean, film. I've seen it, but we didn't watch it in film class. Oh, we totally did. I forgot what era we were talking about, but it made sense. But yeah the Tinker Taylor, Soldier Spy. Um I would say most star studied cast a film we've seen in a while. But then we get to 1917. <laughs> and we see the same cast again. Yeah. Uh so 1917 as we go into it, I've got to say, so AJ, I did the thing that you're going to be really disappointed in me. Um so you know how a lot of theaters be in the year, they have the big bucket of popcorn you could get. Mm-hmm. I might have bought it.
0: I was thinking about it today.
1: (laughs) So it was twenty bucks, okay, and then it's three dollar refills. But the catch that threw me over the head when I bought it, it came with a large drink and a candy of my choice. So that was twenty bucks right there. Yeah. So so now I have a giant ass bucket on my top of my fridge, and I mean like, fucking, I could go swimming in this bucket it's literally a couple gallons
0: mm-hmm. <laughs> um i like the one that i can get at the the main chain i like to go to here uh it's 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 40 for the bucket but it's free refills for a year
1: ooh see mine's not free mine is like 3 bucks yeah. The 40 and the free would get me to do it, even though you're probably actually spending more. I'd probably mentally be more okay with the free
0: <laughs> Well, and it's also like, okay um, if you think about it, like if I go with if I go just by myself, the bucket will last me more than enough. if right, so I right. go with somebody else it will last it should last us enough. Um, but, like, if I go with the rest of my family and there's four people, like, we're going to refill it once. Okay. So instead of spending $11 on an, another large popcorn, so we've saved that.
1: You don't get free refills in your chain? Well, that's offensive. Well,
0: no, like, we would have to buy another. Oh, okay, okay. Another popcorn. So it saves us that money. And then, so if we see... Excuse me. If we see two movies, that's already saved me the 20 bucks that it's more Mm -hmm. than yours.
1: Well, that's fair. That's fair. Mine's, like, three buck refills. I ran the math. I think a large bucket for me is, like, nine bucks. So, like, it's still as long as I see, like, I think it was, like, four films a year. And I'm like, I see that. We're good. If I do it, I probably see close to, like, a dozen to 15 films a year, because I probably see what we see, and then a couple more.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah. Um, yeah. So, 1917. Um, this is one of those films, that I'm going to say, it's not a film, it's a journey. Yes. Yes. Because, so, they do some very, I think, ballsy decisions in the film. Um, (laughs) So, obviously, the one that you that was talking about is when they have the friend die, like, halfway through the film. I did not expect that.
0: No. I figured, if anything... I thought
1: he would die, but it would not be.
0: No, if anything, I figured the pudgy guy would survive, and the the wiry one would, would die. get killed in a trench or something pu- like that.
1: And it'd be the pudgy one's fault. Yeah. Um, I think that was, um, so I think the thing I actually want to talk about first besides that is, so I sent you a text and I said the one shot, do you know what shot I was referring to?
0: I don't because I'm, I'm curious to hear what you say.
1: So the shot I really find, I like from a cinematography point of view, and this is why even I think when it's up for the best cinematography or film editing, it's in the discussion is towards the end of the film when he's running to get to Benjamin Cumberbatch, and everyone's running out of the trenches, what I really like about that shot is the camera moves the speed he must go to do this on time, whether he is or is not moving that speed, if you watch it. yeah. And that's what I found really interesting was, they were using the camera as the tool to show the speed he must move.
0: Yeah. I mean, like... That, that shot alone is a shot where it's like, okay, this is a one-shot movie. You're supposed to look like a one-shot, even though it's technically it's really a two. Not. Like, if you, if you want to go, okay, like, here's where the one-shot ends, and then here's where it picks up.
1: But, like, in essence, if we call Birdman a one-shot film, this is a one-shot yeah. film.
0: I mean, this is much more of a one-shot than Birdman,
1: but... But, like, Birdman, we identified as one, so for sure this identifies as yeah. one. Um, but yeah, I think the reason is... I think that describes also to me, the when this film is beautiful, like, that described it perfectly, of the amount of chaos. And you see how small he's getting when he was losing it, and just having to catch up. Yeah. I also, um really like the whole like when he first meets Mark Strong and that whole squadron of people
0: well and that's such a like it's such an emotionally charged scene Right. and then suddenly there's just people back there and they don't acknowledge him at first and I'm like oh shit this is where the movie ends
1: wait wait it's that or in my head it's the when they gave the moment of hope Leading to the next scene In my head I was like This is where the film has to make its decision And I, th- I think it went with the correct decision Because the cheap decision would be Oh great let's get you to the end of the film We did it You happened to luck into the end And you saved everyone yeah. Instead you get the hope And it rips it out from under you
0: Yeah you're like oh okay I'll just cross this bridge into the town And then from there I We'll wanna... be good And then he makes the jump, bam,
1: shot. Right, when he was shot, I was like when the, when you start being shot at, I was like yeah. Oh no, there's someone in this town. Yeah. Not only and that, then but then when he does the shootout.
0: Yeah. Well, okay. I'm very curious, what do you think bugged me the most in nineteen
1: seventeen? Uh when it blacked him out for six hours or some reason he woke well, up. Oh, I assume that bugged the shit out of you, because it did me. No. Um. Well, it didn't it bug me out as a... much
0: as what I'm thinking of.
1: The... Did it have to do with the drunk guy? No. Oh, okay, because I thought that was funny. Um, I'm not sure, then.
0: What is John Wick and surprisingly Deadpool very good at? Action? No. Well, yes, but... Uh,
1: comedic action? No.
0: What? Realistic action. <laughs> In the sense that when they shoot a gun, it's realistic.
1: So you don't like how he's being chased out with a guy with the gun? Oh, no, that <laughs> actually bullets.
0: happened. Like, those rifles would be incredibly inaccurate. That's not what I'm talking about.
1: Okay, what are you talking about?
0: So, you clearly see him take a five-round clip. Right, right, right. Which is the only time you ever use the term clip in a gun. Or the stripper okay. clips, because they were an actual, like, clip that you slid onto the end of the cartridge to hold them together. Right, right. Um, you clearly see him take five, which is what they came in.
1: Okay, so five. Put it down
0: into the gun, and then close the bolt. So there's okay. five rounds in the gun.
1: Is there? What's the problem?
0: He shot eight times. <laughs> he shot the German twice And then he shot six At the sniper
1: So The German I assume you mean the German that killed his the friend pilot. Yeah. So my problem With that scene is It was obviously it's the emotional charge Scene but like when it's happening You're like this is it's such the obvious thing to pull I didn't expect him to die and I think that's what Makes it shocking but I thought he'd just be Injured the rest of the film <laughs>
0: No, honestly, like, I thought, okay, this is going to be a scene where, like, they get this guy to flip, like, he's thankful, but then they have to make a decision, like, do we let this guy go back? Like, that's what I thought was going to happen.
1: Oh, see, I, the moment I thought when he started helping him, I was like, he's going to get shot or stabbed or something. I just thought they, the outcome would not be his death.
0: Yeah, I Yeah, I wasn't thinking it was going to be a death for... Either of the two guys, I was thinking. I thought
1: some there'd be an there would be a repercussion of him helping him. I just didn't think death would be said repercussion. Yeah. Well, I,
0: like my thinking was okay. They're gonna help this guy, and it's gonna bite him in the ass. Like this.
1: Well, that'd be look weird if you bit him in the ass. You
0: know what I mean? Like this. This German knows like where the troops are, Something so he's is. going to go there.
1: Or but yet he he'll trick him to be there, and there'll be a trap. Yeah.
0: So I figured that would. You know, them helping the pilot is going to directly lead to the end of this film because they're both going to die in, you know, an uh, ambush or something like that. Not, oh, we're going to kill off Pudge McPug, McPudgerson. <laughs> I don't even know if they said his name.
1: They definitely they say they, his last they, name, they, but they, they never
0: say his first name.
1: Look. That's true, okay. Oh, yeah, because it's the military, but it just says his last name. Because
0: the other guy is William no, Schofield,
1: did. who... Because they did, because they said, is your brother, or whatever. Yeah. L- or his brother probably said his name at the end of the film, like, is blank with you. And I doubt he'd refer to him at last name, because it's his brother.
0: That's why it's super confusing. Uh, William Schofield used to be a judge <laughs> uh, for the First Circuit. He died in 1912, so it's definitely not the, uh, same, the one. same one. But William Schofield nineteen seventy. Oh. let's see um, Tom Blake I, say, I know it's Blake
1: yeah I knew it was Blake
0: um, let's see uh, I couldn't look at that image Okay, so I was going to say, I know the story of this, of 1917, is a story that Sam Mendez's grandfather told him.
1: Um, mm-hmm. Or a good chunk of it, yeah, I remember because at the end they made a point of saying that in the credits.
0: Yeah. So, his grandfather told him, uh, his grandfather carried a message across Man's Land, Alone at Dusk. So that's the story that he based 1917 on mm-hmm. so the characters are fictional but the um, like what happened is
1: a mix it's some capacity of real yeah so so at the end of the day what I'm going to I stick with I think when I started with this talk about this film is it is... I think it's a film that you should want... You should see. But it is... It is The. It is one of those films I always describe as a journey versus, like, a film or a story. Because it's the events that happen or the way they show them the matter, not the story behind the film.
0: Yeah. yeah.
1: Also, it's a... I think it was a good way to start a, a year. It's already a better year than last year. Hopefully, if it stays this good. <laughs>
0: yeah. And, well, and if the... The movies that I had trailers for any, in any in tell we're in a, we're in for a good year.
1: Which which I only had like three trailers, which I found weird.
0: I had Tenet, I had The Invisible
1: Man, and I had I Invisible Man. Which, for the record, The Invisible Man, I just in my head just pretend it's a sequel to The Quiet Man the entire time. <laughs> <laughs> um... Can you imagine a video game? Where you are the Invisible Man? <laughs>
0: well, so I'm like, okay. The first thing I saw was the the Blumhouse logo. I'm like, this is going to be some stupid horror thriller. Like, all their movies Which are.
1: Which, it's, its idea is fine. It just doesn't look good to me. No. Its idea, I think on paper, actually is a cool idea.
0: Um, and then I had a trailer for uh, a Mackenzie Davis horror movie.
1: I also, I had a trailer for No Time to Die.
0: Oh, and I had that.
1: Which, I'm going to say it, looks like a good Bond to me. Yes. Not excited about who they announced, who's singing it, though.
0: Oh, Billie Eilish?
1: Not excited about that one.
0: It could be interesting. I mean, think about it, like, they had Chris Cornell do a Bond theme.
1: Which best
0: Bond theme? Not a traditional artist. Uh, Sam Smith and Adele are much more of the traditional,
1: which everyone loves. The Skyfall scene. yeah. When she goes Skyfall, like everyone knows yeah. that one. You got, no one can tell me the Spectre one. Like don't even pretend. <laughs> <laughs> it was um.
0: <laughs> well, it wasn't like obviously Skyfalls was Skyfall, but.
1: They couldn't go, Spectre. Like, they couldn't do that. Um, I mean, it was something much more artsy. And <laughs> it wasn't as on the nose.
0: It was Writings on the Wall. Right, right, right. Okay. And I was like, I know the lyric, Writings on the Wall. I couldn't remember if that was the title or not. Um, but yeah, that, yeah. I mean, those two are very good. I think still the best Bond theme is the one that nobody thought would be any good, and that's
1: Chris Cornell one. Because Chris Cornell is the best Bond theme. Chris Cornell is just an hardest. artist. I, I'm just going to say it too. I appreciate how like we talk about how this is going to be Daniel Craig's fifth Bond, but no one talks about Quantum of Solace because no one should be talking about Quantum of Solace.
0: I just recently watched that because I had a scene in it that I was trying to remember which movie it was in.
1: Which, which... His weakest Bond, and one of the weakest Bonds.
0: I don't know, dude. There's some pretty weak bonds.
1: Yeah, but Quantum Solace is pretty bad. Hmm. Uh, I mean... Especially coming off of Casino okay. Royale. And then going into Skyfall. Context-wise, like, How yes. the hell? In context, how do they go with the two things surrounding it and you end up with Quantum Solace?
0: Yeah, I guess like, context-wise it's, like wise, like, it's oh, weak, it's... but in terms of, like, overall bond,
1: it's not a terrible movie because we've been over this I still make the argument Daniel Craig is the most consistently good Bond
0: I think he's the most consistent actor that's ever played
1: Bond too that's true but in general I'm saying if just based upon Bond films he is the most consistent quality bar
0: yeah because
1: he is one Bond one to two weak Bonds who you ask which is (laughs) better odds than most people
0: well, Maybe. I mean, he also has a larger sample size. I think is the
1: thing. Right, but I still think though, but his highs are absurd. If when you high as Casino Royal and Skyfall, arguably two of the better, best Bond films. Yeah. Maybe not in that order, but but like they're in the up in that list. You don't make a top ten Bond film without those two bonds.
0: No. Well. One would be high and one would be
1: low. Okay, but this point is though they're on that list. Yeah, and it's not even like you have to debate it. They're on that list. That's who you start the list at. <laughs> but yeah. Okay, so end of the day, nineteen seventeen. Do you recommend? Absolutely. Tinker Taylor Soldier Spy. Do you recommend?
0: I want to, but no.
1: Do you recommend it to a film class in New year? Yes. Okay. I, th- I think I agree with you on that. I think Tinker Tailor Soldier Spy, which is funny because I'm the talking heads film person, it was not my cup of tea, and I think a lot of it was, it was just, there was, it was so dense that there wasn't, like, this moment to breathe and be like, okay, what's happening? Yeah. Because I'm okay with dense films. Like, is a dense film, but it gave me scenes where I could be like, okay, what's happening?
0: Also, Tinker Taylor's only, like, an hour and forty
1: yeah, which it does not feel that way. Nineteen
0: seventeen is only two hours. The blackout comes just over. No. Yeah, the
1: blackout's, the blackout's like, just
0: over an hour in.
1: Which, which, when I, I looked at my watch, I think around that when that happened, and I was like, "Are you fucking telling me there's an hour left?" In I know. I
0: literally did that. Like the screen goes black. <laughs> I look at my watch and go, "All right, the movie started at roughly one fifteen. It's 2.20. <laughs> like, how? Like, I know this is a two-hour movie. Where did the time go?
1: Like, uh, also, what the hell? Yeah, because he dies like a half hour in that film.
0: Uh, yeah, basically.
1: Also, um, they don't ever come back to his hand being bloodied, which is weird to me.
0: Well, he wraps it up. like
1: Right, but like, also that was disgusting when his c- cut hand goes into the dead person's body. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was hoping, like, a maggot would crawl out in that scene. Well,
0: okay, so here's the thing, right? Like, you're not going to do much because the film takes place over the course of a day.
1: Yeah, yeah. About two, I think. Or, or well, like, 36 like hours or two, we'll or say 24 like. hours.
0: It starts in right, the morning and something, then it ends in the morning.
1: It's a really short time yeah. period.
0: So, in that time, his hand was, you know bandaged for roughly a day we'll say
1: mm-hmm.
0: nothing's gonna happen in a day mm-hmm. so
1: I I also um, appreciated the whole when they get to the front of the line and they had a bet of what day of the week it was <laughs> that was pretty funny <laughs> C- crap I thought it was Tuesday <laughs> Um, it's better than Jim here. He thought it was Thursday. Whatever they said. It was like such... No, beautiful. he goes... What? He oh, goes, yeah. we have a
0: bet what day of the week it is. Uh, it's Friday, sir. This <laughs> this dumb shit thought it was Tuesday or something like that. <laughs> well, he goes, <laughs> none of us were right.
1: But this dumb, this dumb shit thought, was thought it was Tuesday. <laughs> <laughs> like, I get this thing of like, well, none of us were right. But I'm gonna extra insult the dumb shit. Yeah. Nice. But yeah, So yeah, that is Movie Club for January 2020. Uh, we will be back in a couple weeks with our new episode of the SWW show. And I think, I feel like this is going to be interesting though, because I feel like the first half of the year it's going to be really hard for us to pick our films, or really easy, pending the month.
0: Yeah, like, also like, we're going like, to get into some reschedule stuff, because I'm gone in March for a week.
1: Yeah, no, we're about to get some real weird scheduling stuff. Uh, we haven't talked yet. I'm gonna be have a really fun February too, because I'm like moving and shit. Yeah. So yeah, we're we're about to both have some really fun scheduling stuff. We'll figure out.
0: So the next three or four yeah. episodes are gonna be weird. That being said, Mike, I'm gonna throw something on you right now that you don't know about. Um, that we're gonna be doing for this that we're year. Be doing... um, okay.
1: What are we doing? What are we doing? Starting in. Oh, I just need to pull up the schedule. Are we doing the are we doing the thing with like box office? No. Uh oh. calendar. There we go. Come on. Come on, Google. You can do it. I'm so excited. Okay. It's, it's like when you win a prize at school and they're like, it's a sticker and you go, Oh. Uh that's reveals
0: testing. Okay. So it we won't have one in February, but we will have one in March if I look at the calendar for March,
1: March. this is like some porn uh, film
0: nonsense we might have one up the 20th and then the 27th
1: what are we what are we having up
0: uh, Mike you and I are going to watch Formula 1 together
1: <laughs> what what yep. How, how, what 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 does that mean? You and I are
0: going to talk about Formula One. You being a literal noob, you've never seen. A race. I
1: have probably growing up seen a race. Or, yeah, I so had like, watched racing, I, but it's like, nothing where I was consciously watching yes. it. I've never consciously sat down to watch racing.
0: And you are going to be watching the longest season ever. Holy shit. There are twenty-two races.
1: Are they every week?
0: Uh, no. So, like, there's okay. back-to-backs in March, and then it's a week off.
1: But is it, like, is it always, like, a Saturday or it's a, a Sunday, Sunday or whatever? It's okay. always on Sundays. Um. Jesus. Have you thought of a name yet for this show? Oh, we're not... We'll just
0: do a segment
1: and... Okay. I was real hoping that you're like, it is Formula One Fridays, and we got like, boom boom, and it goes... Mm, no. <laughs> No, so, yeah. Okay, you, you, you're going to have to help me on how to watch them and all that fun stuff when it comes to... Yeah, time. they're on
0: ESPN2. So, you should be fine.
1: So, how long is a race?
0: Uh, Roughly an hour and a half. They have a timeline at two hours.
1: So, I could, I could in theory, go to my, like, workout room and just run while I'm watching mm-hmm. it. Okay, okay. They're
0: usually at, like... Well... The first four races are going to be weird because they're all. It's Australia, Bahrain, Vietnam, China. So time wise, they're all in like the middle of the night. Um, Jesus but then Christ. five, six, seven are all in Europe. So those are like so that's seven. 12 hours? They're like seven or eight in the morning. Oh,
1: yeah. I guess west of Europe. Yeah, it's weird. Um,
0: then it's Baku. So that's like. That's like 5 o'clock in the morning. Then it's Canada, which I've actually been to that race. I went there last year. Um, and then it's Europe, 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 Hungary, Europe, Europe, Singapore, Russia, Japan, U.S., Mexico, Brazil, Dubai. So, yeah. In terms of times, like there's very few where this, the beginning's a little rough, but that's also because it starts in March. Like, So they have to mm-hmm. go southern hemisphere or the desert mm-hmm. and i don't know if you've ever looked at a map but there's not a lot in the southern hemisphere
1: there's australia
0: that's pretty much it there's africa in south america and that's it is,
1: is new zealand
0: new zealand doesn't have a race um there have been uh kiwi drivers probably the most famous of which is bruce mclaren
1: Okay, I've heard that name before. I know that name. Uh,
0: Probably because he was in Ford vs. Ferrari.
1: Who was he he in Ford vs. Ferrari? He's the guy that wins. Oh, shit, I would (laughs)
0: know. He is also the McLaren behind McLaren Car Company.
1: Which I think I actually know in that context. I did not realize Uh, that was that context. It's the same way I've heard of Carol Shelby before the film. Like There were certain people that just are beyond... So, before
0: the first episode which will be the um, Australian GP because the March um, I'll be back the Friday before the race so we won't have a chance to do unless we do one super early or super late in February um, won't have a chance to talk before that about it, but we will go over uh, who Mike should watch as a team,
1: and then is America there?
0: Uh,
1: is America okay? Know. Do you
0: just want to do it now?
1: Do uh, we're already long? Do you want to wait? We'll to just do, we do it now. There's months? only ten teams. Okay.
0: Okay. Do you want a team that's currently dominant? Well,
1: Mm, so it's like me watching the... It'd be like me watching the Patriots? Yeah. Can you give me a Chicago Bears equivalent? So, like, everyone hates them, but, like, they're atrocious, but, like, people who live there just have to like them?
0: Uh, a team that was good.
1: So, like, yeah. So they were good. They give you hope, like, every ten years and they crumble it beneath you? I
0: mean, that's Ferrari.
1: Like... <laughs> oh, my people! Ooh! I mean, like... Enzo Ferrari, my people.
0: I guess that's more of like a McLaren or a Renault, maybe? Like, is specifically what you're describing? Of a team that was very good for stretch and hasn't been good lately? That's Renault to a T. Um, like, or, as in so, Nevada? Renault. Not Reno. Renault. <laughs> Um, so that's either Renault or Williams, to a T.
1: Is that a car company?
0: Renault is, Williams is, uh, the team that, uh, Frank Williams
1: started. Because I assume most of these are tied to a car brand. Yes. Uh. Like, Ferrari obviously yep. is a brand. I assume, like, I just assume they're always brands.
0: Yep. So you've got... We'll go, okay, so perennial winners. Perennial winners. Uh, perennial contenders. The good mid-pack, the bad mid-pack, the back markers. So you have six categories.
1: Let's go with the perennial contenders.
0: Okay, so that's going to be your Ferrari, your Red Bull, your McLaren now.
1: So, so what are your other brand options if Red Bull's a brand option?
0: Okay, so here's the weird thing. Okay. F1, Walk like, me. Me in terms of, like, F1 has nothing to do with cars. So, like, the fact that Ferrari, Renault, McLaren, Mercedes, it's just a cool Alfa Romeo, our teams are just, like, they're just motorsports divisions of the brand. Um, like, Renault makes little shitty French cars. Like Mercedes makes everything. Alfa Romeo makes Italian sports cars. McLaren, I guess McLaren and Ferrari are the closest of like
1: because McLaren and Ferrari are like names. Yeah. Um, does Rolls Royce make a car? Rolls Royce. Mm-hmm.
0: No. I guess the closest you would
1: get is McLaren, like
0: a British car company.
1: Um, I'm going to go with uh, Ferrari for my answer. Okay.
0: So you have two drivers. Each team has two drivers, so there's 20 drivers on the grid. Ferrari, you have a young gun that appears to be, if not the next champion in line, fighting with that guy. And then you have a four-time world champion who's kind of dying.
1: Can I go with the young gun? Yep.
0: So your driver will be Charles Leclerc, Charles Leclerc, if you want (laughs) to go by the the English pronunciation.
1: Charles Leclerc? Charles Leclerc. (laughs) What's his name? Charles Leclerc. I like it.
0: He is from Monaco. He was born and raised in Monaco. He was born in 97.
1: Oh, so he's real young. Yes.
0: Uh, He is very good. Incredibly fast. Um,
1: I've been told that by many people.
0: And he has a very interesting history. So he... His godfather was another Madagasc driver named Jules Bianchi. Uh, Jules, unfortunately, uh, passed away due to an accident that he suffered in the 2014 Japanese Grand Prix. Um, and not long after Jules died, uh, Charles' father died. Mm -hmm. So he is the man of the house at 17. Um, and he has all this pressure on him. He has been heralded as, like, the next coming for Ferrari. Um, So there's all this pressure on him. He's very good. Don't get me wrong. Um, He's won two races. Qualifies very well. Stands to be Ferrari's next world champion, for sure. Nice. So yeah. You're supporting uh, the team of the driver that I support and I support Sebastian Vettel who is a four-time world champion. Uh, he won all f- one you said it was dying? Yeah. He won all four of those titles in a row with Red Bull. Um that dominance has only been matched by Mercedes as of late. Um, very likable guy, Sebastian. Um, very good driver. If he's on one, he's unbeatable. Mm -hmm. Um, it just so happens that Ferrari, there's a lot of politics. So, that screws him a lot of time. So yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, starting in March, we will be discussing, uh, the F1 races.
1: Nice. Um, other note uh, that we'll talk about more after. Um, it sounds like I'm going to be at Pensacon uh, in February, uh, which is Pensacola's local gaming convention and film convention, uh, which which you're about to be like, Pensacola, Florida, they're not going to have real people there. There's actual legitimately people there, which, which shocked me cause considering who I am, right? Uh, when I say there's real people, like, the main cast list is like Kevin Conroy will be there. Like, there's actual people you're mm. like, really? It's also Florida.
0: It's also Florida.
1: That's true. So, yeah, um, I don't know the legitimacy of what I'm doing yet, and that's still being figured out, but that sounds like I'll be there in some capacity. I mean, hell,
0: GR Comic Con had Billy D. Williams.
1: That's true. Uh, Bill Far. I'm just saying, uh, Diamond Dallas Page is going to be there. Alright, you
0: need to get a photo with him.
1: <laughs> I knew that would get you. I think he's the only WWE star I see on the list so far.
0: Well, um, that's not true because he never wrestled for WWE.
1: Oh, Booker T's gonna be there!
0: Book's from, <laughs> uh... I think he's still got a
1: place down in Orlando. But that's why. Booker T will be there. Uh, the kid from Terminator 2, Judgment Day, will be there. Okay. Um, a lot of Star Wars actors will surprisingly be there. Not the main people, but like Billy Zane will be there. Don't care. Um, uh the hot chick from Home Improvement will be there. Sure. Uh James Marsden will be there. Okay, that's pretty cool. <laughs> that one you had to give me that one. The I'm looking at the other part of the list. Anyone that would be another one that you would appreciate a lot um I feel like that's the only ones that I could see that you also James Marsden those. career is about to take a
0: nosedive
1: it's, it's about to be great
0: like he's gonna have oh Westworld season 3 comes
1: out and then the Sonic movie comes out oh also Lou Frigno will be there <laughs> I think I need to find a way to get a picture with Lou Frigno
0: yeah, Mike Maroney, all of 5'6", 160 <laughs> Next pounds.
1: To Next to Lou
0: Ferrigno. Who's 6'2", and like, <laughs> 270.
1: Comes... There's no way he's only 6'2". I, I bet you six six that... Bo- that man has to be bigger than 6'2", so. right? Lou Ferrigno. I don't 6'2". So you bet 6'2"? He's 6'5". 315! <laughs> <laughs> Pounds. Oh, is damn. the biggest weight. <laughs> I guess he's also sixty eight. Yeah,
0: I always see him standing next to guys that are like his height are maybe a little taller. Yeah. So I just consider him to be like six two because there's a lot of guys that are six two. So there's not a lot.
1: That's why we said that, I was like there is no way. I mean,
0: also three inches isn't. Let me tell you, three in all... inches can make a big difference, but not in height. <laughs>
1: uh, I appreciate, too, that he helps with Hulk's voice in every single Marvel movie. Yeah. Which is funny, because it's still partially Mark Ruffalo, but he is the, like, Hulk part of the voice, is Luke Frigno.
0: Yeah. I'm also really curious to see how Jackie still is, considering the number of roids that he used to take.
1: So they probably just sits on the Jack level of higher than normal. So, yeah, uh, that will happen. Um, that's all I have right now. So, hey, do anything else to find people? I only case? request two
0: photos from Pensacon or whatever it's called.
1: Okay, is is one Lou Ferrigno?
0: Uh, one's that's... Lou Ferrigno and one's you throwing up the diamond with DDP.
1: <laughs> you don't want me to, to go in with Booker T? <laughs> I
0: mean, like, books cool, but DDP is hilarious to me. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that's great I also yeah that one I saw I was like oh, of course so yeah uh Pentagon I think is the last weekend in February and it bleeds into March so like that 28th 29th oh no yeah 28th 29th first cause it's a leap year um which which again not sure I gotta figure it out uh but we got pressed passes to it so I figured I might as well go good for you also, I, that's why I text you. I figured you'd want to come down for something that's relative size. No. <laughs> so, yeah. Okay. Sweet. Uh, anything else, AJ, for these fine folks before we let them all go? No. That's fine. Okay. We will catch you all guys next time. Remember, you catch the SWW Show every single Friday, anchor.fm slash SWW, at the SWW Show on Twitter. You can follow me at Mikey underscore Maroney. You can follow AJ at DDT's biggest fan. I'm sure that's taken. (laughs) Can you imagine if that's not taken? (laughs) That's right, folks. And we'll see all of you next time. This podcast was a product of the SWW show. You can find more at the SWW dot com or Facebook dot com slash the SWW store or Twitter dot com slash SWW. You can find out more about Mike at Mikey underscore Maroney on Twitter and more about AJ at Losey 4 on Twitter. Remember, new episodes come out twice a month one focusing on the new entertainment news and one focusing on movie club so a new and an old movie. You can find out more again at the swwshow.com. you can find the show on podcast services around the globe.